Welcome to episode 26 of the Native Overstayer podcast, and what do you know, here we are, found ourselves back in, uh, in the lockdown and uh, my happy days. Jack, how are you, cuz? Yeah, what else? Yeah, good. Good to, good to be back, I guess, you know, back in lockdown, but that doesn't, that's not going to stop us from still connecting with each other and reaching outside of our bubbles, even if it is virtually. Um, so yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'll tell you what, very excited today. Um, I've got, you know, we've got someone on who's, uh, I consider, a very good friend, um, a, a good role model as well. Uh, a bit like yourself, mate, just better looking. Um, his name's Tony Lofotanoa. <laughs> Tony? <laughs> Still mayama tell Oh, welcome, Tony. Uh, how are you, Uzo? Very good, Jake. Malo lover. Thank you, bro. Yeah, um, very well. I've always told you, bro, it's green tea and a fake tan. That's all you need. And my dad's, my dad's brew cream always worked wonders. And morning, Jack. Uh, and Patrick, great to see you as well. <laughs> Dear Tony, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure. So, Tony, tell us a little bit about um, about what you do and uh, what's happening at the moment in your rather busy world. Yeah, so um, it's, I'm currently the uh, Pacific Advisor for uh, the Electoral Commission, uh, based here in Auckland, and the it's been an, been an awesome role. I've really enjoyed it. It's all about engagement with our community. The community in particular for me is, has been um, in that space of uh, Pacifica, and it's um, basically every day I'm just getting out there, and um, whether it's digital or face-to-face, it's having Tamanoa, and connecting with those um, in our community, our Pacific Island community, who are, who are leaders uh, across the full spectrum of uh, faith-based um, churches through to business, through to education, um, social services. So those that have their finger on the pulse of our Pacific community, they're the ones that um, I, I engage with and just um, make sure I pass on all those key messages regarding the Electoral Commission, uh, its role in the upcoming election, uh, 2020 and yeah so it's it's more like a vocation actually i really enjoy it tony what's the um what's the new date now that we have the election yeah so it's the 17th of october so the 17th of october is the uh the, the new date for the general election and and that date was obviously um announced by the prime minister a few days ago and it's in response obviously to um the covid levels having moved up um, but we'd always planned um, to ensure that as, as the Electoral Commission, we could safely um, facilitate the general election in Level 2. Um, so what that means for us is we've ensured that uh, all the safety protocols will be in place to keep everyone safe. And obviously the, an election has to happen. Um, so the date that the Prime Minister set is now the date that we're all working towards and just making sure that um, we create that safe environment. The second part to that too, there, Jake, is we are now going to be adding more polling booth stations. And the reason we're doing that is to mitigate the, the uh, potential uh, risk for a large congregation of numbers coming to vote on the day. Um, but we also want to stress to, to, to mitigate that, that, that crowd um, yeah, challenge is that there's, there will be more, not only more boos, but um, there's an there's a early voting period as well. Um, so we're working hard to make sure that everyone feels safe um, coming up to the election. How good are we as a, as a group of people in regards to getting out there and voting? 
Pacific people? Yeah, so yeah, good, good question, Pat. I think the um, the, the, the positive the positive in relation to Pacifica is we, um, we're always very compliant as, <laughs> as a culture um, in terms of um, when our, you know, when government or our elders tell us uh, something that needs to be done and, and we act on it. That's the good part. Um, so, th so what that means is um, Pacifica is the numbers are, are, they could be better, but they, they're okay in relation to registering to vote. So many of our Pacific community have registered. The issue for our Pacifica is actually voting, um, voting in itself. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's a, there is a two-week early uh, voting period now as well that'll help. But on the day, we've found that um, the Pacific community, yeah, it kind of falls short. And it's something that um, I really want to try and just encourage our uh, Pacific leaders to you know, help support those that um, are challenged to actually get out and vote on the day. Um, one, one of the things that's been a real issue is, and I mentioned um, a few few days ago um, in another funnel, was that um, we operate, the Pacifica families operate on us, many of them on a split shift economy where dad's at home and, and mum's at work and all vice versa, or they'll just swap an AM and a PM shift leaving one parent with the kids at home. Um, we know we have a lot of extended families um, living in, in those bubbles as well. But essentially what it means is that um, they find it too difficult to leave um, their place of work and or home, um, obviously other community church obligations to go down to the polling booth. So we're really encouraging our Pacific community to, to try and forward plan um, and and make sure that those that are eligible within their families to go out and vote would actually um, help support each other um, so that uh, each individual or, or couple um, can go actually get down there um, to the nearest polling booth and, and vote on the day. I guess, Tony, if, if people can't get and vote and get to vote in person, what are some of the other options that they have? Yeah, so obviously in this COVID environment, there'll be those that, um, that you know, regardless of the message that we give, and, and you know, it's it's an individual choice. That some feel that um, it's just too risky for them, and we, we all know that, um, particularly with our elderly, um, they will really struggle with, um, you know, venturing out, let alone going to a place where potentially there's a lot of people. So we've headed that, um, the, the solution off at the past there by ensuring that there is a, a, a number, an 0800 number they can call um, through the Electoral Commission, um, and we'll guide them through the process of how they can vote without having to be physically present. So it's a, it's a really encouraging um, uh, it's part of that solution for us to ensure that we, we make, especially for our elderly, because they're the ones during the COVID, that, as, we, as we all heard both nationally and internationally, of the biggest group that is, um, that is suffering from this virus. So we want to make sure that um, they feel safe. So, yeah, there is a number um, that they can ring and we'll help support them to make sure that um, we get their, their vote processed um, in a timely manner, um, yeah, leading up, leading up to and on election day. It is, it is pretty important for us to have our say, right? I mean, we, we originate from the Pacific. I mean, my, my, my mum came to New Zealand in the 70s and wanted to uh, obviously come here for uh, many reasons, but one of those reasons was to give me a, uh, a better future, maybe, than, than I would have had in the islands, you know? So 
we're, we're part of this country now. We're, uh, we're, we're, I think we make up quite a large percentage of the population, especially in Auckland. So it is important for us to get out there and, and vote, not only for ourselves, but because of our history of, of our people sacrificing what they had to come here and, and give us these opportunities. Would, would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look, absolutely, Patrick. And, and isn't it such a, an honour and a privilege that we live in a, in, firstly, in a democratic society? Secondly, as, as very proud Pacifica people that we are able to integrate so well down through the generations and take the same opportunities that are afforded to anyone um, that, that lives in New Zealand. Um, I often share a story, and not too dissimilar to yourself there, Patrick, and, and no doubt Jack, that our, our parents and grandparents who came here um, in that first wave, you know, they were driven by those two critical factors of economic and educational opportunity. And that was always drummed into many, many of us um, as we were growing up. And, and, and that they did all the work um, to ensure that, you know, we, we were given those opportunities. But the one thing I've often challenged our Pacific leaders and, and community to recognize also is that to complete that full loop, of total integration and empowerment for Pacific uh, community and people is the is to exercise your democratic right to register and vote, um, not only for whoever or whichever party you, you that uh, you, you want to support, but also with these referendums that have come up as well. Because um, you know either side of the aisle or either side of the question that's put put out there in the referendum. Um, you know, those are the things that Pacifica needs to ensure that it's, uh, it, it has a very loud voice and so that it lets New Zealand know that, is, that it is not only a, a valuable part of the, the beautiful diaspora and fabric of Aotearoa New Zealand, but at the same time, it recognises that, um, you know, some of these issues will have a direct impact, um, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, on our community and so that's why I think uh, there Patrick when you talk about you know our, our parents um, laying that platform for us I, I firmly agree with what you're saying and I think that that's something that um, needs to needs to really be drummed into our next our generation and our next generation that we're bringing in into uh, this world and community that uh, being part of politics is not just the realm of our parents and grandparents it's in our realm and anyone that is 18 and over, you are eligible. And the second challenge, I suppose, for those who are just turning 18, um, because because the, for example, because the uh, election's been moved, it's now added another 5,000 voters because there were there are 17 year olds who have now turned eight will have turned 18 within the that window that's been shifted by the prime minister so they're now eligible so we want to make sure that the uh the pacifica percentage of that 5000 students um sorry young adults that are now eligible um are cognizant of of the uh, political process the parties their policies and then they also register to vote Tony, can you remind us about those referendums, uh, the Canada of Life that's coming up? Yeah. Yeah, so, so the referendum uh, referendums uh, are, will be added to the election uh, process on the day. And basically, you'll have uh, the end-of-life choice, uh, the euthanasia end-of-life choice, and the cannabis reform um, for recreational use. Uh, so the, those two, again, are... are, are what people will be asked 
well, they don't have to answer if they don't want to, but it's, 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 those are two questions that are asked to um, every eligible voter uh, in this 2020 election, and it will be attached to the, um, the, the voting um, material they receive on the day. Uh, yeah, it's look again uh, on the, from the Electoral Commission, our, our job is just to make sure that everyone's aware that those referendum are, are in there. Um, I think from a Pacifica community perspective, um, of which I'm, I'm in that space as the advisor, my, my advice is, is not, not either or in relation to that question. My advice is to, 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 for our people to have a discussion, have that talanoa, have that whanau, talk in your families, talk in your groups and your communities about um, either side of that question. And what what is it? What is its relevancy or impact to our Pacific community? Um, as you would as you would have seen across the media platforms, um, many lobby groups and interest groups are are, are, are for and against. Um, and that's for that's for them. That's that's their space. But um, just coming back to us and our Pacific community, there, Jack. I think the referendum it, again it. it it provides a unique opportunity for our Pacific community again to exercise its its voice um, and have its say on the day. Very important part of uh, being a citizen of New Zealand, I think. So, um, tell us a little bit about how you got into this role, Tony. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover off in particular with the, the referendum and and with the, um, the the election coming up? Is there anything else you wanted to cover off there, or before we move uh, on, put a background on your story? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd, I'd probably just, now that we've got a, a, a bit of breathing space, um, there is still a deadline. Um, there was another important date called Writ Day. Um, that's that's the day in which Parliament officially dissolves. And you probably saw that in the media last week where the Prime Minister, prior to um, making the announcement of um, the, the, the lockdown levels moving back up, um, was supposed to have dissolved Parliament. And that's when the Electoral Commission... Yeah, for all intents and purposes, is uh, taking care of the uh, electoral process once that's done. So now that's been shifted, um, it means that there is a there is an extension of about three weeks, three and a half weeks, and which pe- gives people more time to register to vote. So I suppose my message just to that, Patrick, is please get out there and and um, and make sure that you are on the roll um, and you'll receive a, a card. Excuse me, a card um, <clears throat> that identifies you and validates validates your vote on on election day. So yeah, that would be my key message regarding that. And to enrol, if you're not already, you go to the website. Yeah, yeah. Please do go go to our um, electoral commission website or vote.nz. Um, and just follow the prompts. You'll see that there's a number of avenues in which you can get information. Um, and that's anything and everything. And look, if, if people are, are still not clear at all about um, which party has what policy or or even for themselves, um, you know, which political leaning they might have, there's some brilliant websites out there um, that also help, help to frame um, an individual who's just not sure exactly what side of the spectrum, either or, um, they sit on. So, yeah, it's worth having a look at because it just helps the voter um, stay informed. And obviously, you've got to, you, you'll be voting for um, the, the local representative and the party. 
Um, they, they may not be the same for an individual voter, uh, for whatever reason, that's, that's their choice. Um, but yeah, look, just getting, just getting the, making sure that your details are correct, making sure that you are registered. Um, it's, you know, again, it's uh, just, just to conclude on, on that particular issue, uh, there, Patrick, just really want people to, particularly our Pacific community, to recognise how critically important this is probably one of the most important um, elections in New Zealand history for so many reasons. So this is the right time for for Pacifica to, you know, flex its muscle and and, and raise its voice and make sure it's sitting at that that table um, of influence around policy and decisions that are being made for our future right now um, and for the future of New Zealand going forward. Definitely, definitely. But, uh, there's some powerful stuff there, Tony. Um, and like, like I said before, how, how, how did you get into this role, mate? I mean, you're a man of many hats, uh, from my understanding, that, that uh, you put on and cover that, uh, that lovely flock of hair. Oh, head on your head. <laughs> so uh, just tell us how you, um, how, you, how, you, how you came into this position. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very important position and, and you're doing some important stuff. Yeah. Oh, look. It's well. Firstly, Patrick, it's a it's an absolute honour and privilege to be in this role because um, I'm always guided like 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 yourselves um, with a sense of duty and a sense of um, being part of something bigger than myself. Um, coming into this role, it wasn't too dissimilar. I was previously in another role um, to do with uh, the Ministry of Health, and uh, it's, it was a, a program still running, by the way. It's called Healthy Families. And in that role, I was charged with um, overseeing uh, wellness in the workplace. And again, the, um, that, that critical role was um, going into businesses and enterprise and organizations and, and, and also um, not-for-profits as well, and helping them to uh, frame or reframe their, their culture within their organization and, and just see how they could do things better. And, you know, and isn't it amazing how if you've had a background in sport at whatever level that many of those um, critical uh, skills and, and, and life learnings, it, they're so easily transferable into, into this space. So if you, if you're, you know, you, 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 you cut your teeth in, um, in that cauldron of, um, you know, sport, with pressure, with having to communicate, having to streamline, having to create systems and protocols to make things work, to make a team of people work. Well, that to me was has been invaluable, um, and it steered me very, very well. And yeah, in this role, and 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 as I mentioned, in that other role, with Ministry of Health. Mm. You're so right. I mean, there are so many lessons that are <laughs> transposable into uh, everyday life with with playing a sport. Um, I've said that numerous times and also the, some of the people that were spoken to on this uh, podcast um, have, have said the same thing and they've, they've reached the top top levels of sport and are still use, using those learnings today, whether it's in business or in life. So sport's an essential, essential part of our community, isn't it? It's, um, it, it? Hopefully it's not being neglected, but I think it's a huge part for for us to become, especially males, to release the stress, to release the energy to learn things, you know, the team playing, the, the goal setting, the hard work mm. put in before, you know, the, the, the happiness and the, the feeling you get of, of achieving those goals, winning the game. I think it's hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree, Patrick. I mean, like, uh, in fact, later on today, I'm part of a, the director of rugby forum 
um, with all the other clubs in Auckland. We were just discussing uh, with the union um, what the remaining uh, rounds of games need to look like or can look like um, in the level three, level two environment. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. And, but the great thing is there's some amazing people, amazing club people um, that are deeply passionate and they've got the finger on the pulse of, of their respective clubs in Auckland and, and just, we, we just know we're all driven by the fact that sport, let alone um, in our space, which is rugby um, and league and, and netball and soccer, you know, it's a, it, it, it's not just about the sport itself. It's about the sense of community for our youth. It's about wellness um, that that our young people get from being part of, um, you know, a, a team or even individual sport for that matter. Um, but essentially that's, why we we are, we know that if we just keep working together to try and create these these opportunities um, to keep these competitions going, it has a far bigger uh, benefit um, than just the sport itself. It's about helping our community because, as we all know, if these if these young adults are, are not kept busy, kept motivated, um, inspired, trained hard, and driven, um, the other side of the coin. Um, is idle hands, and we all know what happens when, um, yeah, when our youth uh, just get a bit, you know, a bit rudderless, I suppose. And it's, you know, I think it's a fair, fair comment to make, just because I've seen it and seen it over so many years, where individuals have credited sport and, and rugby um, as a platform and a vehicle and environment that has helped steer them away from a life that would have led to a lot more regret. Not to say that's, that it's uh, the only solution, but definitely in this environment with, with COVID level three, um, <clears throat> restricting everyone's movement. You know, we, we hear it on, on radio and TV all the time now that mental health and wellness has become um, probably one of the most important things that people are focusing on, and rightly so. Um, my rule of thumb, and I firmly believe this, is when you, when you finish contact sport as a young man, um, you've, you have to replace it with something that still gives you that serotonin, endorphin and dopamine kick. Because if you don't, then you'll end up replacing it with things that, you know, I've got too many friends now that are, you know, suffering um, choice-related lifestyle um, illnesses rather than more so than post-contact um, collision um, illnesses. Mm-hmm. And it's a real tragedy out there. I just, my you know, my heart is for anyone that... <coughs> Who's who's you know had an awesome run um, playing contact sport at their best recognizes that if that's what made you get out in the morning and and, and go for those runs or or hold back on um, eating or drinking something um, find something that's that gives you that same sense because it really is chemically driven and uh, it's, so I, yeah I, I would say regarding conditioning I'm sure Jack's got some great opinions on that as well. Um, I was sharing this with a, a good friend of mine the other day, and um, you know he was a very, very high, high-profile uh, footballer back in the day. And I was just sharing with him that um, interval training, recognizing that putting your heart under good, healthy stress, and 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 challenging it to not go back down to rest level, but give yourself like a 20-minute interval blast, is is as good as anything else because your heart's a muscle, just like your bicep, and if you if you train the heart like that and make it strong, then it helps with circulation. It, it absolutely helps with the energy levels, um, your flexibility, 
and also then as i mentioned earlier your serotonin your endorphins all your all your feel good feel well vibrant energy hormones that are already sitting there um needing to be released a healthy heart you know that's your best insurance and that's yeah that's my my personal go-to and i really encourage anyone to yeah have have a look explore that and you can check it all out online as well awesome sony so been really great having you on bro it's uh, it's always a privilege to, to hear you and hear your wise words and see what you're doing uh at the moment especially with the uh, electoral commission and i guess just for us i guess we have to get you back on right yeah well the, the, the older you get the uh the, the more stories you have they're not necessarily all true they're probably more taller than anything else <laughs> what i what i was thinking was uh tony that that um once i got to my level uh my top podcast guest, which was Sir Michael, I, I sort of didn't want to do any more, mate, but uh, I think it'd be injustice. <laughs> I think it would be a bit of an injustice to myself and Jack that, uh, that we stopped doing it, especially talking to people like yourself, mate, that are um, out there in our communities and, and, and doing things that, um, you know, that, that make us all proud. And, and, you know, just listening and talking to you and your knowledge, we can't stop this. We, we need to keep it going. We need to get the, the conversations out there. I mean, just meeting you has inspired me to make sure that my my whanau and my extended whanau are, are, are going to vote. You know, they need to do it. They need to have a voice. We're definitely cemented as an important part of New Zealand now. Uh, let's get out there and vote. Let's, let's do it. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, um, again, thanks so much, Patrick and Jack. I think you guys have got a, a, a fantastic platform. It's um, it's something that's sorely needed. Um, so all power to you both. And really pray that, um, you know, where, where your platform goes, it, uh, it extends beyond New Zealand into the Pacific and Australia, where our people are, you know, because it's, it's really important. And the, the changing face of, I suppose, where the Tamanora is happening across the media spectrum, um, you know, demands that there are there are more like yourselves who are pioneers, really, um, in podcasting space. And make no mistake, it um, you know the reach is is significant. And like for me, just being a messenger among many, um, it provides a, a fantastic platform just to to get a message to those in our community that um, yeah, you know, may not listen to mainstream, um, but uh, are on platforms such as as yourselves. So. Yeah, um, it's been a pleasure and um, yeah, happy to come back and, and talk more tall stories um, sometime and, and hopefully it's face-to-face if, um, if we drop down into the appropriate levels. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, always, got, always got time for uh, Mount Albert Old Boy um, and also for my brother Jack. He's, uh, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Um, just uh, yeah, just look. I just want to acknowledge my brother Jack, and really, I've always been inspired by him because I, when I first met him, um, you know, Jack was a completely different person uh, physically, and I, 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 there's only a few people I've met in my life who I've actually seen um, take on a challenge um, that was really about um, you know just getting a better quality of life. And I, and I, I know I'm sure Jack's probably shared his life story, but I saw it firsthand. And um, when I first met Jack, um, you know he was up there as a he was a big man. He's always been a big man, um, but probably not in a healthy way uh, for rugby when I first met him. But the way he got himself to be rugby fit and then to go on and and play, um, you know, uh, at the highest level overseas. Uh, that's a fantastic story, and Jack, just want to acknowledge you, my bro. And um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by you as well, mate. So thank you, brother. Thank you, man. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you very much for acknowledging my cousin. He deserves the accolades, mate. I love him and, and respect him and admire him as well. He's an inspiration to me as well. So, um, well, that's it. Uh, we're going to close it off. Get out there and uh, go and vote. Make sure you have your say. Very important. But uh, as I always sign off, all love, no hate. Falaya. Falaya. Falaya.